What up? That was the best sound I've ever heard. Like having not that had in my head forever, it was terrible. Like it was terrible until that moment on Thursday night, and I was like, it's the best thing that's ever happened to you in my life. And then I realized it's five hours long. I was like, you know, make it stop. Make it stop. It was so long. Yeah, it was long, but it went smoothly, surprisingly. I was I was expecting some hiccups, something to go wrong, except for uh, him. Exp- uh, he said like 2020 instead of like 2021 for like uh, the Vegas yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's not a good Moment of truth. Let's find out uh, who is the bigger loser out of all of us. How much of the draft did you guys watch? Did you watch all the way until the end of the first night, the end of the second night, and what about Saturday? I watched the first round fully, and then I skimmed and was getting notifications about the next two rounds, um, and then just kind of looked up, see who, what, what, what went on with it. I actually missed yeah. so the first round. That's why I was, like, in our group what? chat. I was like, like I, I, I watched the Redskins pick, and then, like, I was doing some stuff, and then, like, I caught, like, the 20s, like, from like after the Reds <laughs> all the way to the twenties, I was just like constantly just looking at my phone, figuring out who got drafted, what what pick are we at, this and that, and I was like so bummed that I missed it. But at the same, what else could you be doing? It was a bit of an important thing. I'll keep that on the low low, but we're on quarantine. There's nothing else to do. Yeah, no man. Sometimes you got to break quarantine. You know what I mean? What about you, uh, Gogia? Uh, I watched all the first. It was like on while I was doing work. Two, the second, second day I watched. I was in and out. Like I went to like the grocery store. I came back. I did other stuff. I came back, but I was on my phone watching. Day three, I literally just had it on my laptop, and I was watching Ozark at the same time. Because like on right. day three, you're just like this is so like I don't know who this guy from Southeast Illinois yeah. Community College. Is. There were some guys that fell to day there three were. that I really wanted. And we didn't get them, but like I really wanted them. Agreed. I agree. There we yeah. Go. All right. Day two is more exciting than it usually is because talent fell. No, I agree. There was a lot of people that were like in the fifth and sixth. So I'm like, how are you still here? Like, what did I miss? Did something yeah. busted for drugs in the middle of this that while I was getting roasted? What the fuck happened? <laughs> right. We're gonna do winners, losers, surprises, steals, all that stuff. You know the the, the normal stuff that everyone does when. It's draft time, so we're going to jump in with winners. Um, winners of the draft. It can be, I guess it can be players, too. There's a player that's a winner, but pretty much probably a team. Probably a team that's uh, the winner. So, Rosh, the one on on a audio lag, I want you to go first. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to probably go into too much detail. So, I should go with someone else. I Probably Pete's going to say the Cowboys, who are big winners. But let, let someone else go first. And I'll get to some of these uh, winners that may be not readily apparent to be huge winners. Okay, hold on. Then I'm not going to let Pete go first because I want JK to say the Cowboys because I like the <laughs> So, JK, tell us why the Cowboys are big winners, unfortunately. So, I'm going with the Cowboys because, you know, like they're my least favorite team. And they're like just huge winners because of the top two players that they got. Both CD Lamb. Number one, C.D. Lamb had no business going at 17. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely no business. I feel like the Raiders completely fucked up everything. Like, yeah. They should have gone with C.D. Lamb over Henry Ruggs. Like, no offense to Ruggs. He's an amazing player, amazing athlete. C.D. Lamb is better. 
And the fact that because of the fact that they let him drop from there to where he went, Cowboys got like a huge steal. Can you imagine that offense? Cooper one side. You got uh, CeeDee Lamb on the other side. You got your uh, yeah, running down the middle and stuff. You got like, Michael who are you going to stop? Michael Gallup is the killer too. Like, there's too many options yeah. for that offense. And that was like one of the reasons why I was like so pissed that the Redskins didn't take a defensive back. Because like, how are you supposed to guard all these guys? You can't. There's going to be one person open at all times. Um, and then of course, like Trayvon Diggs, like I wanted the Redskins to get him bad. Obviously, there was no chance that we were going to get him. He was going to go way but before us. Yeah. But even the fact that he fell to them in the second round, like where he fell in the second round was just kind of amazing to me. Like, I, I personally felt like he's a much higher pick than where he went. After viewing some, like, analysis, like, like when they played LSU and you had, like, Thaddeus Moss, like, kind of burning him at some points. Yeah. As a corner, you're going to get burned eventually. Like, I, I think people read yeah. him way too much. I mean, corners are the most scrutinized position there exactly. is. Exactly. Because like, if you get burned, it's a touchdown. But, like, all the times you don't get even thrown at, you don't get talked about, right? And that's a good thing. But the, the big but, thing – Hold on. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So the big thing that I kind of saw from, like, Diggs is look at his brother, Stefan Diggs. Like, Stefan went much lower than where he is. And now he's considered, like, a superstar within the league. And – Trayvon has been guarding him. He's been working with him. Like, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to cover an NFL corner uh, wide receiver. So, I think that the Cowboys got to steal with both of them. And, personally, I feel like Trayvon Diggs is going to show up a lot more this season than you think that he's going to show up. That was my main uh, It's most – they got a couple late-round picks as well that, like, uh, the edge rusher Bradley Ann in their center, Tyler – I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah. No, like that, was were, that was their center is a steal. Position yeah. need, and they didn't have to reach to get it. Like, that's what you hope for for your team to get the position of need. He ends up being the best player available too, and fits perfectly. Like that's yeah. out of the draft. Personally, I just feel like they had an amazing draft. They got two studs, and they got a lot of depth players, and even some of those depth players may crack the uh, starting lineup. So, I I don't think that. For me, personally, the Cowboys had the best draft. All right, Rock, what were you going to say? For one, I'll definitely agree. Um, They got two stud corners, actually. The corner that they picked up out of Tulsa in the third round, Reggie Robinson. Reggie Robinson, yeah. Yeah. Great steal. And their center is much needed because uh, Travis Frederick obviously retired due to his health concerns. But with a Wisconsin uh, center that's coming in, that guy's a four-year vet. Like, he's going to be a plug-and-play guy. But, yeah, Cowboys were smart. Um, when we get to talking about our losers, um, the reason the Cowboys were the winners is because they took the best player available, regardless of need, right? They're stacked at wide receiver, like we said, and they still took Lamb. Um, and that's what you should do, right? Take the best player available. Don't draft based on need, which some teams did. And when we get to losers, we'll talk about them. Um, but Trayvon Diggs didn't get burned by uh, Thaddeus Moss, right? The one play that I'm remembering is that one tiptoe in the end zone. But if you actually go back and look at that, Diggs is right there on him. And it took Moss an incredible, like, actual physical act to even catch that ball. Like, he went out of bounds, somehow came back in. That's my view on it as well. That's my view on it. Your view is exactly how I'm seeing. It's just, like, I've seen, like, out there, like, some people had, like, 
criticism over that specific play. And I'm just yeah. like, how? Right. Like, that's just an amazing – good defense, better offense. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was an amazing, amazing catch by Moss. But, like, Diggs was – and Diggs is a better prospect than Stefan, his older brother, right? Diggs went to Alabama, whereas Stefan went to Maryland, right? And um, so that's why he's getting drafted better. And, um, yeah, he's a great prospect. And Cowboys got a steal in this draft. Pete, resident Cowboys fan. How, from a scale of 9 to 10, how happy are you? <laughs> 11. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> the only part I'm not happy about is anytime we have to talk about the Redskins, you guys make me talk. And anytime we have great news to talk about the Cowboys, you'd steal all my thunder. So, <laughs> my top well, who's your big winner? Um, obviously, I mean, wait, hold on. Let the guy talk about the Cowboys. I mean, he's killing us. I don't want him to talk about it. I mean, air it out, man. This is. I want you to have this moment. It's your time. It's your you time. Guys, you guys covered it all. It's all good. Yeah, like like you said, everything everything you guys have mentioned. The early rounds, we got lucky where we got CD Lamb. We needed a corner in the second round. We didn't have to do anything. We got a great corner, and then third round we got another one, and then late uh, was it fifth, fourth round, fifth round we got uh, center. So you guys have covered all that. Um, I'll go on to my next pick. Um, so Cowboys were great. Um, another one I thought that did great was the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they're coming off a 14-win season last year. They really didn't need to do much. Um, with that being said, they were able to pick up Patrick Queen, which was great for them. Uh, a that hole on defense that they needed to fill. Um, and then in the second round, they got J.K. Dobbins, who was like the first running back on their list. So now you've got Lamar Jackson coming out. You got him. They're filling the defensive need. They already won 14 games last season. Um, you know, they got uh, – I think they had multiple third-round picks, so they, they were able to pick up a couple more uh, receivers, defensive tackles, linebackers. Um, but overall, I think they just – they didn't have anything that they specifically needed to do, but everything just went great for them. 100%. I, I love the Patrick Kane pick. was just the perfect pick for them. No reach, nothing. He falls to you, and you just get better. And then – I, I was watching someone's analysis, but J.K. Dobbins, they were like, if a team, if a bad team is taking a running back there, like, it's a bad pick because, like, running backs are disposable. But when a good team takes it there, you can do that because, like, I mean, that's probably the last piece you need. So, like, J.K. Dobbins for them is just a steal. 100% steal. More, not, how are you going to stop him now in the run game now? You have Lamar Jackson. You still have Mark Ingram. You have J.K. Dobbins. What, what's going to happen now? Like, I think that's a superb pickup. I, it's Funny how you just go up 95 a little bit and ownership and management change so much. That's <laughs> all figured out all the time. We're, we're getting there, though. We're getting closer. Um, another thing not to forget, and we were talking about this a few episodes ago, is that um, the Ravens exchanged two fifth-round picks for Calais Campbell and Marcus Peters. So don't forget that. I don't know where those two fifth-round picks are and what the Jags did with them and what the Rams did with them. But it's not as good as Clayus Campbell and Marcus Peters today. So um, that's why the Ravens also had a great draft, man. They freaking turned two insignificant fifth-round picks to immediate starters today. That, I mean, that's what you look for. You want an immediate starter. Um, JK, thoughts? Prayers? Yeah, I mean, like, kind of echoing what Pete said, like the only thing that I didn't necessarily like about the J.K. Dobbins pick and yet again, it's hard to scrutinize that pick. You're getting an amazing running back. It's like, you know, you already have a great running back. Now you're going to take carries away from that amazing running back. Like, 
But he's 30. Uh, huh? Mark, Mark Ingram's 30. Like, that's the thing. I like, get it. I understand that. But it's like, J.K. Dobbins is a day one starter on most teams. He's yeah. going to be coming off the bench for you. Yeah. And I, I still feel like you have more juice that you can get out of Mark Ingram. And you got to remember, he's, he's 30. But at the same time, like, he doesn't have the same type of wear and tear that a lot of those 30-year-old running backs have. Sure. For most of his career, he's been splitting carries. But I think you got to think of it like Arash said. When you're drafting and you have a great player, not necessarily the player that you need, but there's a great available player, you definitely got to take him. It sucks every time because he's definitely going to lose carries and or maybe get traded or something might happen to him. But in that sense, you got a young, hard runner that's coming out um, and you start looking down the line. Yep, you're right. He might be day one. Um, they might, you know, go to committee and then he might take over the job. But that's the nature of the game. Yeah, you replace. I, I just feel like both of those running of backs are guys that need to be the bell cows, and, and this is my problem with the running back position. Right, it's most other positions. Wide receiver, you could always use two number ones, right? Tight end, you could always use two tight ends. It's difficult to have two primary running backs on your team. It's they always end up splitting carries, and for the most part, when you do have that scenario, you have. Some guy that's able to pound the rock and another guy that's able to slash it. But what also is the hardest position to fill? Running back. When you get an injury, you get someone to go down. That is also the hardest position to fill. I also think for their scheme, their scheme, they need that running back when the running back goes down. Think about they used what? Gus Edwards last year. They used Mark Ingram. They used um, what's the name? They have a third running back. I'm blanking on off the top of my head right now. Um, they dropped him last year. Justice Edwards. Gus Edwards, but Justice something. Uh, I don't know about Justice that scrub. Justice Hill was a third, a third running back. I drafted him in the seventh round last – or, like, the second to last round last year, hoping he would do something. He did nothing. But whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, they're a team that's going to run the ball with Lamar Jackson, right? It doesn't hurt to have depth, right, at that point. But It's smart. It's smart for this reason. Sorry, right, go ahead. Finish your point. No, no, that's it. That was my point. I was going to say, I'm agreeing with you because it's smart in the fact that I get that Mark Ingram is still in Ravens. He still he had a great season, but he's about to turn 30 years old, right? And eventually, that eventually tops out, right? Eventually, running backs right around this age are going to tap out. And it's crazy to think that it's going to happen in this instance because Ingram had a stellar year. I had him on my fantasy team, and he was like balls to the wall. Um, but you always the smart teams always anticipate when that drop off will happen. They don't wait for it to happen. Because once it happens, you're already stuck in the middle of your season and you got to wait till the next year to get that young talent. This right. is smart because Ingram is about to drop. It hasn't happened, which is good for the Ravens. Maybe they get a full season, but it's also good for J.K., right, for Dobbins, because now he's not going to have to get overloaded his rookie year. They get to split him with Ingram and keep him young so that next season maybe Ingram's gone, maybe they trade him, maybe they cut him. But now they have their running back who has experience playing with Ingram all year and he's fresh legs. He's not exhausted from an intensive rookie season. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand the pick. It's just I have a different type of draft philosophy, whereas with, for me, within the first two rounds, I'm looking for a starter and a starter, unless I'm a team that's trying to rebuild, right? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to rebuild, you build for the future always. When, mm -hmm. when you are on the – like, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, there are – 22 spots that you can – someone can be better, right? That, that's right. just my philosophy of it. You use those first two picks 
to get a day one starter with the first round and mid-season starter with the second round at the very least. And especially if so you draft based on need then. You're saying you draft based on need for the first two rounds? Because that's what it sounds like. It's need, it's need slash, right? It's, mm-hmm. I generally take I running back out of the equation. I, no, I, I, I get it. What, what um, Greg is trying to say is like at some point when you're so close, you don't have as many, like you, if you have, if you're all, like one game away from the Super Bowl, you probably want to like address the need to get past that. Right, like especially when your core is so young, right? Especially when Lamar Jackson's under a contract that's not going to kill your team, right? Like you take advantage of that mm-hmm. situation at that moment. My my question is, who are their wide receivers again? They have uh, Ravens wide receivers. They, they have, got Willie Sneed. They got Hollywood Brown. Um, didn't they get? Where's Kenny Stills at? I forget where Kenny Stills is at. Houston. You got Willie. No, he got traded. Chris Moore. Um, Miles Boykin. So, where, right. where I'm coming from is, you got Hollywood Brown. He's a first round talent, whatever. But who do you got after that? That's gonna scare you. I mean, it's Mark it's one of the deepest wide receivers drafts out there. Let's be real. It, it's Mark Andrews is our first option, right? Yeah. And he's a top five tight end, right? That's yeah. option one. And then, then it's Marquise Brown. And then you also still have Nick Boyle that they were playing because they're going to run two tight end sets, right? So now you need one more pass catcher. They've had Willie Sneed, but they also drafted a dude from Texas, Devin Dubray or whatever his name is. He was, he was good in college. It's just, it, in a very deep wide receiver draft, of course he's going to go in the third round. In a, in a not deep wide receiver draft, that's, that's why he goes later. That's why he's overshined by like all the, all the shiny objects out there. Yeah. I mean, he's going to take Willie Sneed's job. That's what's going to happen. Halfway through the season, he's going to take Willie Sneed's job. That's what you're hoping for. That's what I'm calling. I like Willie Sneed. I do too, but I, I'm calling it that he will take his job by halfway through the season. I get exactly what you're saying, JK, but I still have. I think I still have to lean towards what Arash is saying. The guy had 2,000 rushing yards and 21 touchdowns this past season. Like him being there, available. Sure, maybe I want to upgrade another position, but yo, if I want to have a solid backup or a trade option, I'm going to take this guy as a stud. Yeah. This, this is my approach. So let's say you, you have your board, right? All these teams have their draft board. And let's say best player available is JK, right, Dobbins? If you need, for instance, receiver, and you have a receiver ranked maybe two or three spots underneath Dobbins, then sure, that gap is not too much. Fill the receiver need. But if your next best of player available that fills a need is like 20 spots down like let's say the next receiver that here, one, I, this I, is I a do mistake. agree there. i do agree yeah there. you gotta take the best player but sure if it's like two or three in this range then yeah fill the need because the the difference the delta is not that much but it, obviously in their board however they rank them with their scouts he must have been clearly by far best player and they have a lot of needs it's not like they have the perfect roster receiver is not the only He's gaping a- hole that they might have yeah, and, like, he's just one of those highly used, versatile running backs where he had over 300 attempts last year. He had three attempts for 2,000 yards at Ohio State, like, at Ohio State. Like, that, that's some big boy running, you know? And, like, for him to still be healthy and everything, like, I, I mean, at that given point in time, they're like, yeah, well, I mean, we do have a great guy come out the year, but one injury is all it takes and we could be screwed. Yep. Yeah, I would – sorry, go ahead. I didn't say anything. I just said, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, this is going to 
go beyond the point, but go back and watch Clemson, Ohio State highlights in the playoffs. Uh, in the biggest stage, Dobbins killed it, dude. Like this guy, look at his thighs. He's got Saquon thighs. Um, he just in the biggest spotlight, he came to perform. And like he, like uh, Pete just said, his uh, career stats. He's been performing his whole career there in Ohio State. But his last game as a collegiate athlete, he came out and uh, went balls off. So he's uh, he's gonna be a huge he's gonna be a huge premier back for Baltimore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Baltimore does it right a lot, and you know. Part of it is Rosh, also. Did we ever get your winner? Huh? Did we ever get a Rosh's winner? We haven't done me or a Rosh yet. So, Rosh, go ahead. I'll, I'll go after Gogia. You go first. Okay. I'm going to go kind of off to the side. I think the Indianapolis Colts, not having a first pick, did a great job. Mm-hmm. Their first pick was Buckner, yeah. right? That's who it was. It was Forrest Buckner, and that's a hell of a first pick, first round pick, right? Then you get Michael Pimpley to, to help Philip Rivers. Then you get Jonathan Taylor because you're running. Marlon Mack is just a so-so, is an average running back. Then you get Julian Blackman, who's a, who's a, like a, a do-it-all safety. And then, then you get Jacob Eason. So when Phillip Rivers leaves, you, you have your quarterback that can learn off of Rivers. I mean, that's a hell of a day one and two in beginning three. Past that, I don't know the rest of the guys that they got like that. I, I looked at Danny Paint, um, Pinter. He's regarded well a value pick at that, at what, the fifth round? Yeah, in the fifth round. Get an offensive line in the fifth round, groom him to be your starter. I mean, that always helps. But five straight good picks, I mean, it's hard to argue with it, I think. Not even good picks. They're, like, great quality picks. So, Pittman, like a large 6'4 receiver, he, he got, like, 1,300 yards this past season, over 100 catches, which is, like, phenomenal. And then Jonathan Taylor is the only uh, player in the, in the NCAA history to run 6,000 yards in three seasons. Right. And a three-year span. And then, obviously, you got Jacob Eason. He was a large 6'6 quarterback. Like, those don't come around too often. But, you know, once you're 6'6", that gives you a huge advantage over the line. So, that, that I mean, that was my other other pick, Coles. I mean, that's solid. 100%. 100%. Uh, the other thing, I was also going to say Desmond Patton. I forgot. From Washington, he's a big dude, too. And they need wide receiver because T.Y. Hilton can't play a full season. That's how I know from fantasy. That's good in the league. That's yeah, whenever you're able to get a quarterback who I think before uh, this weekend, people were like whispering he may be a first round pick, the Patriots may want him, um, and you're able to get him in the fourth round, like that's huge. And they don't have any future quarterback in their um, in their building right now that could be the, po- the possible future. Um, obviously, they don't have enough trust in Jacoby. That's why they brought in Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers is only there for his one last hoorah. So um, the fact that you get to develop Jacob Eason, is huge for them and that's what tony ballard does right the gm for the colts is a g when it comes to drafting um they got darius leonard the linebacker a couple years ago he's a stud their offensive line uh is unbelievable and so um they they know how to draft 100%, 100%. i'm surprised they went after the running back that they drafted why i think i mean i think i mean i think one running one. back was like kind of like where i was saying with the the ravens i felt like it's not a need for them Whereas with the Colts, it is an actual need. Like, yeah, you got Marlon yeah. Mack, whatever, but, like, I don't see Marlon Mack as a complete bell cow. I think he's, like, he the bell cow that they have, not the bell cow that they need. He also can't stay healthy, right? Like, he's in a – Naheem Hines is always playing because Marlon Mack can't stay on the field, right? So, it's, like, it's a mm-hmm. great way to lose your job, to not do it. Yeah. Right? Uh, but, yeah, that was my yeah. 
um, Arash, you've pushed us all off. I'm very intrigued all to right. hear who your winner is. Don't say the well, Redskins. Thankfully, no, definitely not the Redskins. Unfortunately, not the Redskins. Um, there, were, there were a few options that I was going in between. You guys knocked out a couple of them, thankfully. So let me go with the one that's the biggest winner out of the remaining ones. And that's the Cardinals, dude. Um, they lucked out. From last year having the number one overall pick, they made the right decision, which was easy. And then this year, they kind of, the draft kind of fell to them. And they did the smart thing of taking the best player available. I don't think they were expecting Isaiah Simmons to be there at number eight, um, the hybrid linebacker safety. Um, but he's perfect. He's the perfect fit for that team because they needed that position. And he's a perfect fit for that division, right? Because what does that guy provide? He provides that uh, ability to be able to be in coverage and protect the line. And look at the tight ends in that division, right? you got George Kittle in San Francisco. you got Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett in the um, L.A. Rams. And then you got Greg Olson, Will Disley in Seattle. Like, these are tight ends that can run. These are tight ends that are athletes. And you need a guy to be able to run with these guys, to tackle these guys. Isaiah Simmons is a great fit. And I don't think they were expecting to get him. They have a huge need at left tackle that they were trying to fill. And they foregone Jedrick Willis, who was there, Tristan Wirfs, Makai Becton. All those guys were there available, but they were smart and they didn't go on need. They drafted best player available. And then the second round, they came and somehow were lucky enough that Josh Jones was still third available. Round. And they third grabbed round. Third round. Third round. That's right. The 72nd yeah. pick, dude. That's, That's the guy that I was hoping the Redskins would draft. That pick is better than Isaiah Simmons' pick value-wise. That dude shouldn't have been there. Yeah, it's huge value. Huge value. Um, so it, the draft kind of fell to them. They got lucky with that third pick, um, but they gave themselves that opportunity to get lucky by being smart with their first pick and grabbing the, the guy that was available. And then what ties the uh, bow on this entire thing is that with their second pick, which they didn't have, the reason they didn't have it is because they got DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans. Yeah. And so your first three picks, you got a stud defender, you got uh, your number one wide receiver now, and you still filled your left tackle need. Um, and it all was possible because Bill O'Brien's an idiot in Houston, but it's also possible because you drafted based on best player available, even though you had a glaring hole at left tackle to begin the entire draft. Um, so Cardinals are huge winners. They're, they were already prolific on offense. You added DeAndre Hopkins, and now they fill in that defensive hole and a lineman hole. 100 percent, 100 percent. Pete, JK, thoughts, thoughts? No, I mean, I agree. Like, the thing that I like the way that Arash puts things into perspective is the players that we're trading for, like, they have value. Just because they're not a rookie doesn't mean that they don't count towards the draft. And Mm -hmm. like, when you say like, all right, yeah, I got DeAndre Hopkins for a second. Boom! Like, that's all you need. Like, done. You won the draft right there. Like, you have the yeah, best man. wide receiver in the game for a second-round pick. How are you not a winner? Immediately, you're done. Go retire after that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's you got to win a Super Bowl still. You still got to win with that. <laughs> Pete, what were you saying? It's huge, man. No, I was just saying, yeah, I totally agree with the Rush. Uh, they're definitely another team that did it right uh, with the offseason moves and then coming to your draft and taking exactly what was available. Uh, can't go wrong with exactly what they did. At the end of the day, like what how Arash mentioned it is you gotta you don't just draft. I mean, you do want to draft based off what's best available, but you want to also see what moves did you do in the offseason to set yourself up for the draft to tailor to what you need. Uh, it's a collective package, and that's what a, that's truly what a draft grade should be is based off what did you do in the offseason 
What did you acquire? What do you need? And what are you going to draft to make this all come together and work? Because you can pick like the top four great, you know, best players uh, available in each round and get a great draft grade. But at the end of the day, how's your team look overall, you know? But it's, it's that full package. 100%. I also like, you know, Benjamin in the seventh. I mean, dude's quick. Dude's supposed to go in the fifth. I mean, you take him in the seventh. Like, even if you cut him, whatever. I mean, at right now, sitting here on paper, he's, he's good. I mean, and you need you need that second running back right now. You've got rid of David Johnson. You only have Kenyon Drake right now, right? Like, that's your main guy. Mm-hmm. Is Bruce Ellington still on that team or whatever? Like, one there's one guy that's always on the team. I haven't seen him in a while. He's probably still on it. Yeah. I mean, he always is randomly somewhere. So, um, 100% agree with it. Um, I any honorable mentions? I have two. Just just want to mention very quickly. But rattle. Okay, 49ers. They snuffed the Redskins and got an All Pro. Uh, a not All Pro. A Pro Bowl left tackle for a third and a fifth. So snuffed us. Um, then I had the Jets. Their first two picks are uh, solid picks. Day one starters. Detroit had a sneaky good draft. They filled holes with day one starters. They're not like a top winner, but like they didn't have a bad draft. Let's put it like that. And the only other two I have are the Vikings because they haven't had a bad draft in like three years. And I had one more and I didn't write it down. Oh, Denver, getting Jerry Judy. Come on, for free. How the Raiders handed you that. Your division, oh, handed you that. So shit, that's, that's a great, great setup for them. I agree with the 49ers. Uh, So they got Kinlaw, right, which replaced DeForest Buckner, who they traded away. So that was perfect. They got to fill that hole right off the bat, and that was the best guy available at that time. Did you see the trade that they made during the draft? They shipped off Marquise Goodwin um, to Philly, I think. I I think it wasn't, like, that much compensation. But with their second pick, uh, their second first-round pick at number 25, they got the Arizona State Speedster, which is the same style as Goodwin. Um, so they basically, mm-hmm. so that was smart. And then, um, yeah, they, they robbed the Redskins and got their left tackle, but, uh, something which was really like clever of them is that they told Joe Staley, who was their left tackle pro bowl, uh, all pro left tackle, not to announce his retirement, right? This whole time we didn't know he was going to retire until after the Trent Williams trade went through and then he announced it, which is why is that smart? is because it didn't provide the Redskins leverage. If the Redskins knew, shit, the 49ers aren't going to have a left tackle. They need Trent. That would have gave the Redskins more leverage to squeeze a little bit more value out of it. But the fact that Joe Staley stayed quiet the entire time was strategic because now the Redskins had – they didn't know, right? They don't know that. No one else knows that Um, because if the 49ers – if it's common knowledge that the 49ers are empty at left tackle, then everyone knows the Redskins are going to have more leverage to give up. William. I'm I'm not gonna lie though, like I definitely think the only reason why that trade went down is because we have a complete new regime. And yeah. if Bruce Allen was still in charge, that trade would have never happened due to the fact that the Redskins are just were stubborn as shit and they would not want to give uh Shanahan anything. They would just be like, Nope, you're not mm-hmm. gonna go to Shanahan. And they would have been spiteful yeah. towards Trent. They would have been spiteful towards Shanahan. I'm I'm happy for Trent. Like, yeah. I don't like the fact that he kind of – we had a better offer on the table from the Vikings, and they leaked out the fact that, like, he didn't want to re-sign them. So the Vikings pulled their offer. 
So we could have mm-hmm. gotten something better, but at the end of the day, I'm just glad that the saga is over and that we can move on and Trent can move on. And I think that's a great transition into our next point. Biggest losers. <laughs> a great show on NBC about people that lose weight. Watch yeah. it five years ago. I'm just kidding. Let's go in reverse order. I want Arash to go first because you made all of us go last. I want to make you go first this time. Yeah, you're going to leave nothing. All right. Well, you get yeah, one. Yeah, I'm going to take them all. all. You get one. Okay. Let me go first then. Um, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Big time losers, dude. Why big time losers? We were just talking about how the winners were winners because, in my opinion, they drafted based on best player available. Falcons did the exact opposite, right? At number 16, their first pick, they went with A.J. Terrell, who was the Clemson cornerback that I was shitting on a few episodes ago when we were talking about uh, our mock draft. Um, not only does this guy not good at football, but they, <laughs> he was completely not the best player available at number 16. At that time, C.D. Lamb was still there, so the Falcons hooked up the Cowboys. And actually, the Falcons hooked up the Cowboys throughout the draft, right? Because of the, the way the draft is ordered, the Falcons were always the pick right before the Cowboys, and the Falcons kept fucking up and kept drafting based on need, and the Cowboys kept getting hooked up because the next pick was them, and players were available that shouldn't have been available if not for the stupid Falcons. Um, so the Falcons gave up C.D. Lamb. They gave up Justin Jefferson, who was still available, and uh, Chason, the uh, defensive uh, lineman out of LSU. Um, so they could have filled in a bunch of needs. Falcons were one of the teams that were reported to want to trade up to number two with the Redskins to get a defensive lineman, Chase Young. So Chason was right there to, for them to grab at 16, and they didn't do it. Um, so they drafted based on need rather than best player available. Their second pick, when they drafted right before the uh, Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs was still there. They didn't draft him. Kristen Fulton was still there. Jalen Johnson, another cornerback, he was also still there. So um, they just they screwed it up, man. They screwed it up, and they made the Cowboys benefit out of all freaking teams that they could have helped <laughs> out. They're, they're my biggest loser. I, I don't disagree with you at all. That's, they suck. Whoever's running their front office, like, they better be praying for a miracle. They, that's, that was terrible. It, it was pisses hard. me off, man. Straight, it was straight um, – Charles Barkley, just horrible. That is just horrible. Um, what do you guys think, um, Pete? What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, they, I, <laughs> I can't hate that because I loved it. They're hooking us up every time. So in order, the way I saw it, right, was in order for the Cowboys to get what they got, someone had to fuck up or someone had to make a mistake or let someone slip. And exactly as Arash said, like every round, I'm like, hmm. This is what we would love, but, like, are we going to actually get a corner because we waited extra round? Oh, wow. Thanks. It was just handed to us. Like, every round was like that. So, hands down, they they did not capitalize on what was given to them. Um, and clearly, like, you saw our draft. They could have they could have easily done something similar. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not a fan of the draft. Okay? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you saw my reaction as soon as Harash went with the Falcons because that's the team I was going to say. And, like, I'm just, like, I'm baffled by how much they screwed up this draft. Like, generally, I would say, like, the Falcons are somewhat of a smart team. Like, they've done smart moves in the past. But, like, I I really have no idea what they were thinking. And they just completely – the fact that they helped the Cowboys up so much, like, it just pisses (laughs) me off. Like, it it boils my blood thinking about it. Yeah. Hilarious. Who's your pick, JK? If it's if it's not them, who else would you go with? 
I'm going to go with the Raiders, man. Like, A, like, you took Henry Ruggs 12th over C.D. Lamb. Like, I get it. You want a speedster, right? Historically, that's never worked out for you, like, ever, right? Hey, so In Al Davis's memory, man. In Al Davis's yeah. memory. So you went with the speedster over, like, the two guys that are known to be better than him. Okay, whatever. You got that. Then with your second first-round pick, you went with Damon Arnett, the second corner over at Ohio State. Granted, like, I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's worth a first-rounder. Like, he's just yeah. – like, every like, this is when I started re-watching the draft, and they went with Damon Arnett, and I was like, who? And then, like, everyone else <laughs> – like, all the analysts were like, this is a reach. You, like, number one, how bad does it feel, like, if you're watching the draft – and, like, you're that player that gets drafted in the first round, and then all the anal- analysts are saying, like, yeah, this is a reach right here. Like, you could have waited a round or two before that guy was supposed to go. But, like – You know what yeah. you do, then? What you do? How much does the 15th pick make in their rookie salary? $15 million? Yeah, whatever. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> but then what really irritated me was the third – they didn't have a second-round pick, but yeah. in the third round – they had the 16th and 17th pick, and they go back-to-back wide receivers. How many wide receivers do you need over there? Like, there's other positions. Like, I get it. You want to spread offense. You want to get guys for Derek Carr to throw the ball to. The guy that you guys hate. Like, obviously, we know that you guys hate Derek Carr, but yet you're not getting a quarterback anywhere, and you just keep loading up wide receivers. Like, what sense does that make? They took, what was it, eight – basically eight players from the championship game, basically between Alabama and Clemson. They have eight players that played in the last two games. It's like, they're like, okay, let's take three or four of these guys and let's go take, let's just keep going down here and just keep <laughs> taking them. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just baffled by what the Raiders were doing. I'm bad that they didn't take Navelle Gilmore and then he went to the, um, he went to the Cowboys in the third round because I took a lot of two opportunities. I, I don't get it. And I don't understand why you don't trade out of the first round. If you want – what's his name? Um, what was his name? Uh, Damon Arnett. If you wanted him, he's a second-round grade. You could have traded out of it and got him in the second round. And he's a solid second-round pick. I don't know why you reached there. There's no reason to reach there. You could have easily got him in the second round. You could have had another pick on top of that. But, I mean, I guess they don't know how to run an organization at all. But I agree with you 100%. 100%. Um, Pete, you want to go next? You want me to go? What do you want to do? Wanna go? Go. You got uh, it. You got uh, it. My oh man, I have a couple, but all right, I'll go with this one, and then maybe we'll get some honorable mentions at the end. Uh, let's go with the Green Bay Packers. Yes, I'm surprised you guys didn't say that. Green Bay Packers. I do not know what the hell they were doing during the draft. So let's start off with they tried they traded up in the first round from 30 to 26. So you're like, all right. They're looking to get some weapons. Uh, what's, what's the need that they need? Uh, a wide receiver. Definitely need a wide receiver. So what do we do? They go and they draft, they draft a quarterback. They go uh, with the 20 – or, sorry, with the, what, 26 pick, they took Jordan Love, um, which, okay, a lot of people were making the argument that when Brett Favre was there, Aaron Rodgers was in the same situation they drafted him, setting him up for, you know, uh, to take over. Uh, I mean, I think that's a, that's a fucking stretch right now. Like, Aaron Rodgers is still going to be good for two to three more years 
at the end of that, he still may be playing. Like, he could – I mean, it's not like he's slowed down drastically. He's like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, these guys. So, they do that. And then in the second round, they take uh, A.J. Dillon. They take a running back. They already have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Like, what, what the hell are you doing now taking another running back? So, then you're like, okay, these guys have already fucked up. They need a receiver. Maybe they'll take a receiver next. Nope, they go tight end. Then they go linebacker. Then they take a couple guys on the O-line. Then they take a defensive back. They ended up taking no receivers in the draft at all. So and the worst part is, you know, they're coming off of, like, a 13-3 and season, right? It's like you're, you're there. You just need, like, you just need a couple pieces. And it might get you, you know, over the edge to get to the Super Bowl. With Aaron Rodgers, the way he's playing, he's, you know, he's an elite quarterback. And he's got these couple years left in him. You would think they would have went out and drafted, and as they traded up, they would have got a receiver filling the, you know, the actual need that they need right there. But it, it was just terrible. Like, I have no idea, like, what the hell happened. To be honest, I would have loved to see T. Higgins go over there. Yeah. T. Higgins would have been perfect with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams on the other side. Like, Right. Like, what they needed was a, a, a literally a receiver. And them trading up, I was like, they're, they're going to take the best receiver that's available. And they're like, nah, fuck it. So I agree that they had the, one of the worst drafts, but I don't think it's because of Jordan Love. I kind of understand it. Like, if you think Jordan Love is Patrick Mahomes, if that's the thing you think of, this is your quarterback, you go get him, when, especially when you're Aaron Rodgers is 36. Like, he's, had, he's broken his collarbone twice, right? Like, anytime he goes down, it's over, right? Let him, like, marinate like, like Aaron Rodgers did, like Patrick Mahomes did. I, I, I don't agree totally there. But then why do you go with A.J. Dillon? That was my issue. It's like, Yo, you could have you could have moved up. You could have moved down. You could have gotten what's his name, Chenault from um, Colorado. You could have tried to make a move, go up a few spots, go get Denzel Mims. You could have done something in the second round and gotten yourself a wide receiver. No, forget it. Fine. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I have no idea what's going on. You had free agency. You didn't do anything either. But well, that's a whole other episode. Then you get a tight end. That's okay. He's not great. But the board, there are still wide receivers on the board there. Go down to like the seventh, sorry, the sixth round. You could still get KJ Hill at that point. They were still on the board, nope. and you could make all of this go away, this conversation go away. You didn't do it. So I don't know what the hell they're smoking up there. I don't know if they legalized marijuana up there, and that's what happened. But <laughs> this shit is stupid. I don't understand. They hate Aaron Rodgers, and they hate um, Aaron Jones. They hate the name Aaron. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. They fucking hate the name Aaron. But that, that's, my, that's my soapbox. Speaking of KJ Hill, what a steal by the Chargers, man. That was a great pick right at the end of the draft. Honestly, like, I I really was hoping the Redskins would get him and get that Ohio State connection. I understand why yeah. they're doing because of the guys that they took before. But, like, I, mm-hmm. I would have just loved to get, like, KJ Hill to link up with Terry McCollin and uh, – but It worked the first again, time. That's like a Redskins segment. I don't want to blast yeah. with all of our – Redskins talk. Yeah, don't make me mute you guys. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, all right, we got all our losers on the board? No. I got, I, I got mine. Yeah. Wait, wait, did I go? No, did I go? I didn't go, right? No, go. Yeah. Go. Go, okay. The Eagles. Yep. Terrible. Just, I'm happy, yo. Like, don't do a good job. That's totally fine with me. But, like, their first pick, they went with Jalen Rieger. Yeah. 
why? Mm-hmm. I, I, because, I you know, TCU wide receivers work out really well. And, oh, know. man. I mean, Josh Dobson's <laughs> still in the league, right? Hopefully, yeah. I guess. Um, I, don't, I don't know why you make that pick, especially when Justin Jefferson is on the board still. Like, why not, like, why not go with that? Whatever. But then they make the worst pick, I think, possible. Jalen Hurts, when you in, – in the second round, you can get a plug-in starter, and you go with a backup quarterback. Like, I like Jalen Hurts, but what's the point? Like, like, I don't understand. Like, I get Carson Wentz gets hurt. I told you guys he was going to get drafted by somebody. I told you guys. I was like, someone's going to – I agreed with you. I agreed. We have to go find that pick because I agreed on this one. Gotta, <laughs> oh, to- damn. I may have made a bet on that. You did, and I'm going to go find that shit. Don't worry. <laughs> Rent's coming up. Yeah. You can help me pay my rent this month. Let's go. Um, but, no, that, like, I think that, that was a terrible draft. And then – Hold on, I have to pull up their draft because my idiot pulled it up. Okay. Hey. Then they got outside linebacker, which is fine. I actually like Kavon Wallace from, from Clemson, so it's not terrible. But, like, I just think when you go in the first two rounds, those are first three rounds, those could be day one starters, right? And when you're a team that's, like, pretty much giving things away to the Cowboys, like, like an offensive lineman, when you need one, I don't understand your point. But whatever. At least we don't have to worry about them next year. They're going to suck. Well, they must have had him high on their draft board, right? Because you're, they're not drafting based on need there. They have a quarterback. So they must have ranked Jalen really high, which obviously then begs the question of, are their scouts good at their job? But, um, yeah, that was, a hugely, that was a huge surprise pick, and uh, I'm glad they fucked up. They either fucked the Jalen Hurts pick up, or maybe he ends up being a beast, but that means they also – that means in corresponding, they fucked up the Carson Wentz pick. So either way – they screwed up one of those two picks. Um, but maybe they didn't even screw up the Carson Wentz pick. They went to the Super Bowl, right? Carson helped them get there, even though he didn't play in it. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, they had Denzel. They could have gotten Denzel, Denzel Mims at that second pick. And then you could have made me somehow believe that the first guy was good. And you're just loading up loading up on um, wide receivers or something. But this made literally zero sense to me. No sense at all. The Jalen pick, I agree. I wouldn't have picked him at 21 in the first round, but they like him because he mimics what De- uh, what Deshaun Jackson does. They have very similar play styles. And Eagles, Doug Peterson, he likes one speedster on the field at all times. Um, so that's the, at least the explanation of why they went with him. I think they reached. I think there was better receivers. You mentioned. Definitely agree with your points. Uh, like the other picks were a reach, but um, I don't know. The Jalen Hurts pick, I, I, that's kind of shocking to me, but the way they're trying to run it, they're trying to run like a Taysom Hill package. So they want to have Carson Wentz and him on the field at the same time, which is relatively something new that, you know, Drew Brees and them have been doing, which happens to work out a lot. So if you're trying to mimic that type of offense, this is a perfect guy to do it with. Um, big, good guy. You can run, um, you can throw him in the slot, you can do whatever. So I, I mean, it's definitely strange that they did it, but I'm actually kind of intrigued to see how that works out and what happens with that. But I'm just really glad that they just kept shitting up because we kept taking all their picks right before them. So that was entertaining. I wish that I could root for Jalen Hurts somewhere. No, I really can't. Like, <laughs> that, can't. That's how I feel about Trayvon Diggs. Like, I wanted to root for him because he's a Maryland guy. Yeah. And, like, local, Gaithersburg, whatever. Like, just – now he's just a piece of trash. Yeah, hey, you know – easy. You know he's not gonna re- resign, right? He's gonna be like, "I grew up hating this team. I gotta leave." Maybe yeah. he's gonna like, 
maybe he'll play bad on purpose, right? And then take- maybe you will get him traded from us, and you'll give us like 15 picks or something. I doubt that. I doubt that. I hope. I hope. I doubt that. Um, yeah. So that's my pick. Um, anyone got some? Some what's the word I'm looking for? Um, honorable mentions. Pete? Yeah, one I would throw out is the Patriots. Uh, I was scared to say the Patriots because I'm like, what if they just know what they're doing? Yeah, I'm gonna go with. I get a lot of people say that, but let's be honest here, right? The Patriots really need wide receivers and quarterbacks. The quarterback position, Tom Brady is a freaking like animal that was making no-name receivers into receivers. You don't they they haven't had a receiver. Like this these guys have just been hanging on with Tom Brady carrying them. Um and now you're gonna put in another quarterback and you're gonna have no stud or like slot receivers to throw to. Uh, I thought it was just weird that they didn't I mean, I know what you're saying, like that, you know, they didn't do anything and then they're gonna end up making it to the AFC again and it'll be like, Oh, Belichick's a genius, but I think I think they're idiots and they really just screwed themselves over by not taking quarterback or a receiver. I still think they're going to get um, Cam Newton, so that's that's the move. They just need him to pass a physical that they can't do right now. That's, I, think, I think that's literally what's happening right now. They're just waiting. Um, still would expect cool, a at least a receiver, I, I would expect it. For sure, for sure. I don't disagree. Can I also just say, I didn't like the Giants' first-round pick, Andrew Thomas. It was I a get safe it. pick. It was a safe pick. Like, I hated it at first, too. But it's a safe-ish pick. Like, it's not – it's like us taking Brendan Sheriff then. Like, it's not, it's not flashy. Terrible. It's not sexy. It's not terrible. It's not sexy. But I just feel like they could have probably traded down a couple picks. And I, still think what was, I think what, what, what happened was that no one was calling. That, yeah. That's the rumors I heard that, like, Detroit did try to move out of that pick, but no one was – there wasn't a reasonable offer. Yeah. So – My problem is, like, all right, you got Andrew Thomas, you got – Jedrick Willis, you got Makai Becton, and Tristan Morphs. Those are the four guys that are, like, first-round grades, mm-hmm. right? You could have skipped out on Andrew Thomas. You could have skipped out on Jedrick Willis, and you probably still would have gotten one of those guys in the teens, right? Even if you don't get the proper value, I think the drop-off between Andrew Thomas and – Makai Becton, not that much. Or Tristan Worfs, for example. Tristan Worfs, huh? I agree. Makai Becton needed work. Makai Becton definitely needed work. Makai Becton went higher than Tristan Worfs. I know, I know. But I'm just saying yeah. from every analysis, it was that, that Makai Becton has a higher ceiling, but he's coming in with a lower floor. Yeah. He's I, very I raw, like, yeah. Like overall, like, I'm just saying. Yeah, grand scheme. If you could have picked up, like, even a second rounder next year, why not do it at that point? I don't disagree with you. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I mean, but the I think thing the that we need to go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just saying. I think the rest of their like the next three picks that were solid picks. Like I, I that's that's why they like. I, I, it's hard for me to argue with Xavier McKinney in the second round. Like him and then um, Matt Pert, at, like the offensive tackle, good pick. They need to solidify that line. Like I don't disagree with it. Like I mean, listen, if you have a good offensive line, you you have a very good chance of being successful. So like I, I can't hate offensive line picks. If that's what you believe, right? It's it's worked out for so many. Teams. You you got to build the trenches first. It's always you got to build the trenches. Once the trenches are in place, you build all the other pieces around. Hundred percent. Roger, what were you gonna say? They also, I was gonna say they also needed Thomas, right? Because well, let me make two points. One, they needed an offensive lineman, whether it was Thomas or somebody else, because now they're going against Chase Young twice a week, uh, twice a year. 
Dallas's D-line is pretty good. Eagles have Fletcher Cox. Um, and um, they, they're just – their opponents dictate the majority of their matchups. And the NFC East defense is stacked. Um, two, let's not forget that just because all these guys – there were like a, a deep, heavy uh, tackle class in this draft. But it's not like they're all going to pan out, right? Like at the end of the day, um, two or three of these guys are most likely going to flop, even though they're all first-graded, first-round talent. Um, and the Giants have experience with that, right? They drafted Eric Flowers out of LSU to be a tackle, uh, and he was a high lottery Miami. top 10 pick. I thought Eric Flowers is Miami. Out of Miami. Yeah. Yeah, what did I say? LSU. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. He came, he came from the U. Um, but he sucked. He sucked. And, like, he was, he, they shipped him off before his rookie contract was even done. So um, I think they go with Thomas because out of all the tackles, he may not have the highest ceiling but he's the one that's most likely going to at least pan out to be starting caliber. And so, yeah, if they weren't getting great offers, you might as well grab the guy that's at least going to be a, a most high, highest probability to be a good hit. Um, I, and they I, need a tackle. I was going to say Tristan Wirth, he was so athletic. And one of the big things like with Trent Williams when he came out was that he was so athletic. He's not just like a big dude, mm-hmm. strong dude. He was just athletic. On those swings and those things, he can get out there. He can get to the second level. I am so shocked that Tristan works about that much. But, but that, maybe that's moving into a, another segment. <laughs> but you had another point. Uh, no, I think that's it. I mean, it's just like if you guys remember when the Redskins drafted Trent Williams, right? It was Trent Williams and Russell Kuhn. And the Redskins had the fourth pick. And the, was it the Seahawks that had the fifth pick? And, like, so thankfully the Redskins had the choice to pick which one. And they didn't screw up because – even though Okung has been a starting tackle, he's been moving around left and right, whereas Trent Williams up until this past weekend has had his entire career with one team, and he's had a much better career than Russell. So at the end of the day, like, at that time in the draft, Trent and Russell were almost seen equal, right? Like, you go flip a coin with either one, and you should end up with the same result, but look at how different their careers have been. So yeah. even though these four or five tackles are all projected first-round talents, when it's all said and done, in a couple of years, we'll see their careers can go in completely different directions. So I think the Giants ended up picking Thomas and not moving back to grab any of the other ones because they realized Thomas may be the one that ends up having the career that you expect all of them to hopefully have. 100% agree. 100%. All right, let's go to the next one. And that's steal to the draft. And I kind of alluded to it before. Tristan Wirfs going to the Bucks was a steal. Protect Tom Brady, win a Super Bowl. That's kind of just how it works, right? Protect Tom Brady, mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl. I think that was a steal. 100% steal. I know we were supposed to do surprise first, but, you know, this is just kind of how the segue works. So we're going to roll with it. Um, so that was big. my big steal. I think that that team is just – the rich are just getting richer in that situation, that they're just stacking up, getting ready for a run right now in a what's going to be a fun division. But – that is my steal from the draft. Anyone? What, what you guys got? All right. So I'm going to go with two, two players right now. Okay. One, the, my original one, I'm going to just say because we already kind of mentioned it, it's K.J. Hill in the seventh round. I think yeah. that's the steal. Only reason why that happened was just because the wide receiver pool was so deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think some teams made mistakes not taking him. But I'm not going to go too far into that. Because I think another good steal was Grant Delpit to the Cleveland Browns. Yes. This guy's a ball hawk. You're getting a ball hawk. He racked up 27 interceptions. Not the greatest hitter. Like, he misses some tackles every now and then. That's why he fell into the second round. Personally, I feel like 
safeties are starting to get robbed as far as like what they mean to each team. You didn't have a single first round safety. And I, I think safeties are becoming the running backs of, of this like of the defense because everyone keeps forgetting about them because they're all the way back there. They're not covering a man one-on-one all the time, but you need a safety with range. That's what Grant, Grant Delpit does. And getting him in the second round, you're going to have that Cleveland defense stacked. Like Miles Garrett coming back. You have Denzel Ward on the edge. You got Grant Delpit out there roaming. Uh, Mac Wilson just like s- sitting in the middle. Like they're stacked on every single lo- piece of their defense. Yeah. And I think Grant Delpit is going to be that final piece that just gets everything together for them. 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, I hope so. Um, Pete, what you thinking for a steal? Uh, so a lot of the guys you mentioned were good. Uh, I think we've already mentioned a lot of these first round and uh, fourth, fifth round picks. The Cowboys got, there were a lot of steals. CD Lamb was a great drop. Um, I think the biggest deal they had was uh, Tyler Rodez in the fourth round because that was a need that we needed to fill. Um, so we already went over that. Um, I'm going to throw out another guy that went later in the round, um, Tyler Johnson. So Tyler Johnson's a wide yes. receiver out of University of Minnesota. Yes. And this guy is – he doesn't have the, you know, the names like these top four or five receivers, but, dude, his stats are there. Um, in his last two seasons, he had, you know, respectively 12, 1,300 yards, and he was getting 12, 13 touchdowns with 80-plus catches. So think about this. Now he's going – he's going to be uh, going into Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, and then he's going to come into the slot where you've got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, you've got Gronk, and now you're adding the sport receiver. I, I think this guy's about to go off. He's going to be this stud uh, slot receiver because all the attention is going to be on the other guys. and. Tom Brady is literally going from having whatever receivers to all these elite receivers. He's probably going to have an amazing year. And on top of that, like you guys said, they picked up Tristan Wirfs. So, like, Tom Brady is literally rolling in a Rolls Royce right now. 100%. 100%. I have another one, but I want Arash to go first because I don't want to take it. What do you have? Go ahead. I don't think you're going to have mine. But this is on on the premise of – Safeties and the Bucks. They get Antonio Winfield Jr. in the second round too, and they have Todd Bowles as their defensive coordinator. This is—it's just—it's setting up that like it's like deep run in the playoffs or bust at this point because they're getting everything. But just uh, we were on yeah. the segue of safeties and Tampa, so I was like, you gotta mention it. You gotta mention it. Well, now that we're on that topic, I'm not huge on Winfield. I think McKinney will be a little bit better. Uh, Winfield skinny. And I don't know, like, I'm, that's my fear with Grant Delpit, too. I love Grant Delpit. I love watching him in LSU. I love his game. He reminds me of um, Matthew, right, from LSU, that honey badger kind of uh, hybrid safety. But um, I don't know. For some reason, he, he strikes me as kind of skinny, and I'm afraid that won't translate into the game. He, he's already not a great tackler. But um, learn everything from his the dad. Raiders. Learn everything from hopefully, him. yeah. Which was a fun thing about this, like, virtual draft. They had a lot of, like, uh, background details of players that they probably haven't every year, but it just seemed like a little bit more this year um, where you got to know. Every kid that came out this year, something yeah. crazy happened to them. I'm sitting here like, man, I feel so bad. I hope yeah, you have a great like, career. Uh, every, every third bullet is like a tragic death or something. Yeah, I'm like, huh? sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I think ESPN was getting shit for it too. Like afterwards, they were like, why are you exploiting these kids like, 
uh, awful uh, upbringings yeah. um, on this on this day, on their happiest day of their life. Yeah. Um, but let me mention a name that people are not, you guys probably won't know at all. And I only know him because I'm obsessed with like finding these gems. There's a guy named Tanner Muse. This guy's a hybrid linebacker, plays some safety, white boy from Clemson, picked by the Raiders who we were shitting on earlier as having an awful draft. They got this one right. They picked him with the hundredth selection in the draft. And this guy is, I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be a G dude. Um, not a sexy name, not a sexy pick. I didn't think he was going to get picked until the fourth or fifth round. So maybe the Raiders got him a little bit earlier. Maybe they picked him right where he should have been picked. But I think this guy is going to be a stud. And we're not going to know his name his entire rookie year. We may not even know it his second year. But I promise you, by year three, and we'll probably have forgotten this conversation by then, but I won't because I'll be watching him. This guy's going to pan out. I love this guy's game. He's one of those guys who just he's, – he's kind of the guy that puts on three – uh, straps on his chin strap because he's going to bring the hit and he's got good speed for a for a hybrid linebacker safety um, I'm excited to see him pan out I don't normally give uh, Gruden props on his draft and we were just talking about how he kind of screwed up his draft but he got this one right he had uh, two third round picks and the last one he used on Tanner Muse and that guy's going to end up being a G yeah I have uh, one more one more we'll mention on top of that so uh, I think it's kind of crazy how far or how far this guy dropped, but um, Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. So he's an edge rusher. Uh, so in the last couple of years, he's got the highest uh, win rate in college football uh, by over three percentage points. Uh, his pass rush grade is eclipsed 92 in the last two seasons, and he's like ranked top five in the country. So you would arguably think this guy could be in the first couple of rounds, uh, depending on need, but he dropped all the way to pick 164. So. I don't know. I think that deserves an honorable mention there. Oh, yeah. I give an honorable mention as well to Bryce Hall, the corner out of UVA. Mm-hmm. Um, to the Jets. Yeah, he went 158 to the Jets. They're saying that basically if he came out like a season ago, and tw- after 2018, he would have been a first-round, easy t- first-round grade, uh, would have been taken early. But he came back for his senior year. Got injured week seven, like I think he tore up his knee or something, and he fell all the way down to 158. And the Jets got a steal, man. Like when he was playing, he had the best ball skills out of anyone in college football. So I, I, I think, like obviously injuries suck, but you know I think it's worked out for like the Jets because they're getting a guy that like can play. Like look at uh, Kendall Fuller, like he was injured his senior his last year at Tech, and, like, look at him now. Like, he's killing it. Yeah. So, you know, Bryce Hall is some guy that we would want to watch. 100% agrees. Uh, I, All right, we weren't planning on – oh, have you already made your steal? Mention your yeah, steal? Yeah, I just wanted to give him an honorable mention of Denzel Mims because uh, Denzel Mims give it, give it. is a beast, and the Jets took him. And he was six picks away from coming to the Redskins. And a 6'3 big dude, Darnold's going to have a field day in the end zone with him. It's going to be – be great but yeah go ahead what are you gonna say i was gonna say we we weren't planning on doing this but um if you guys have one on top of your head we can rattle them off really quick who do you think when it's all said and done five ten years from now will be the best player from this draft um because i think there's a clear number one answer and i don't think it's chase young i I want it to be chase young i hope it is knock on wood he's actually um the favorite to win rookie of the year the gambling odds are already out but I think it's going to be another guy. I don't know if you guys have thought about this yet or if you have an answer off the top of your head. 
um, that you can think of. Maybe you do think it's Chase Young, and he's probably going to be up there. Um, but I think it's another guy, and I think a team got a steal by drafting him. But because he's a first-round pick, normally you don't think first-round picks are steals. You think the guys that are in the later rounds are steals. Um, do you guys have any idea of who you would pick as a the guy who's going to end up being the best player? C.D. Lamb, baby. <laughs> I think I, 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 think I know who you're going with. Who do, who do you think? The LSU running back? Clyde Edwards? No, but I like him. I yeah. like him. I'm a big fan of his. Um, the guy I think is going to be the best player, and it may be next. Huh? Hey, did you say receiver? Because then I'm out. No, it's not receiver. Is it? Is it? Is it Derek Brown? Yeah, I think it's going to be Derek Brown. I was going to say Derek Brown too. I um I kept seeing him projected top five, top five, top five, and he didn't get drafted top five. He went seven to Carolina, and finally I just was like, let me watch his highlights because it's like it's not fun to watch I, defensive tackles highlights. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty boring, but dude, this guy is a man. Yes. It's unbelievable. Like this guy moves big offensive linemen just by the whim of his arm. And it was just unbelievable. And um, when it's all said and done, maybe Chase, maybe it's Chase Young, but this guy will not be far behind. And uh, what I thought was fascinating, so Carolina has that new coach, right, Matt Rule from Baylor, who's like an offensive like guru. All seven of his draft picks, defensive player. He didn't draft one offensive player. He went completely defense, even though he's an offensive guru. Um, but I think he's going to hit gold with Derrick Brown. That guy's going to, I think, be the best player from this draft. Uh, I that's what I was gonna say when you asked because I was like Derek Brown is just like this dude that's he's gonna eat offensive linemen and running backs all day move around the line he's just not a he's just not a tackle or another tackle or whatever he's gonna move around and he's gonna do a little bit of everything and it's he he's probably gonna be the best player coming out of this draft if it's not Chase Young or one of the quarterbacks you know because quarterbacks get all that love but yeah I think that yeah that's gonna that dude is super McNasty I want to throw out I throw out an honorable mention for like my favorite player in the draft already marlon davidson huh from atlanta who marlon davidson oh okay he's by far my favorite player in this draft more than chase young more than anyone because i love his attitude he's just like yo i can just beat people and the cops can't come and do anything about it Uh yeah i saw that like that cracks me up like yo i don't want to see that guy ever and huh? like he's like, I can grab someone by the neck and tackle them, and then the cops can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, yo, I can just beat the crap out of anyone, and just like, boom. Uh, it's a pretty badass line. Stays uh, within the lines of on the field and just does it there. I <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I have is just any surprises that we haven't covered. I guess it's just like, yeah, surprises, good, bad. Whatever that you guys saw that you weren't expecting, just kind of, it's kind of just a free for all now. <laughs> I mean, I think I I discussed most of the things that surprised me. Like, yeah, that's that's all a player like C. D. Lamb going to seventeen. That's a surprise to me. You know, like the Raiders taking Damon Arnett in the first round. That's a surprise, right? Like, a lot of the things that we mentioned were surprises. I'm just, I guess, my biggest surprise was. In the top 15, we had two wide receivers go in, like, one of the deepest pools, and especially when you had three guys that were head and shoulders above everyone else. Like, I get it. If you're looking for a wide receiver, you can maybe wait a little bit, but you had three guys that are clearly the top three guys in the draft. Mm -hmm. 
All right, we can round it out with this. Who's going to win Rookie of the Year? Chase Young. Okay. Probably. Chase. But we'll go with CD Lamb. Okay, that's not a bad. That's not a bad pick, but absolutely possible. Rookie of the year, I would. I would typically go with Chase Young, but he's a defensive player, and I think Rookie of the Year is catered towards offensive players. Mm -hmm. Um, True. I'm gonna go surprising. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna surprise you guys with this one. I'm gonna actually go with Joe Burrow because I thought you were gonna. I thought you. I was gonna go totally off. The rails, so I thought you were going to go the same way. I was about to walk out of this room. Okay, now Joe Burrow is like a fair pick. I mean, he's the first of all pick. I, I, I think, number one, like, I, I do think he's going to be successful. I think they drafted for him to be successful by getting him T. Higgins. Yep. And personally, I just – something about, about that situation is telling me that he may be six, more successful than we think he will be. I think what you said, but I think that with Tua, like everyone's been shitting on him, he's going to come out the gates and just fire away and kill it. The only problem that I have with Tua is, dude, you had four first-round grade wide receivers in your, like, on your team. Like, mm -hmm. two this year, two next year. Like, both of his guys last year or this year that didn't go into the draft are going in the first round next year. Like, that's a lot mm -hmm. of weapons that you're working with. And – some of it's saying like, "Hey, like, how much of it's actually you versus like the team you around?" You got to make the reads at the end of the day. Like, you still have to make the reads in the SEC. Yeah. You still got to make the reads at the end of the day. You can be unsuccessful, right? Yeah. Like, there's there there are other guys that are going in the first round or first two rounds. Their quarterbacks aren't going anywhere, right? Yeah. So I know it's not two of them, but I think Jerry Judy because I just want to be different. I don't think it's actually going to happen, but fuck it. Why not? Him and Drew Locke, I think, are just going to have a surprise. Jerry Judy's going to have to have, like, a Megatron-like season for him to be. I, I think he'll have – I think this will be a stat line. 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns. So, out of the yeah. three minutes, guys, out of CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs, you're going with Judy having the best season. Because that's – that's he's on the – he has the most opportunity on – the better team versus the Raiders. I think C.D. Lamb's going to have the better season. I think, think C.D. Lamb, because he's going to be the WR2 with Amari Cooper, and then he can just shit on the NFC East and just – But the issue I have, right, is you still have Gallup, right? Who's playing the slot at that point, right? And you're still going to be running with Zeke. I understand that um, – that what's his name? Dak had 4,000 yards um, passing, but now it's with another option – and they're still – Randall Cobb's still under contract, right? Is he not? He's still going to be on the field. No? No. 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 I mean, he's I'm saying – no, he, He's gone. Randall Cobb is gone. Cobb's on a new team. Slot. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still think he'll be it's gonna, I think they're going to move Amari Cooper to the slot. And then then C.D. Lamb is in a better situation. But if he's playing the slot, he's in a less better situation. But that's just my thought. Cobb's on the Texans now. That's what it was. He still he didn't have to drive too far. Um, but yeah, wow. boom, man, the draft is over. This was fun. Um, I'm so sad. Everything is over again. Now we don't have anything for a while. Yeah, I mean, I have topics that are actually going to be a lot of fun. Um, that I came up not came up with. They're standard topics, but I have a lot of topics that we can talk about coming up. So we're not dry on topics.
I have lots of them. The football, their fantasy football, their basketball, their little bit of golf, a little bit of racquetball, some pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> Underwater basket weaving. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, you got ballet in there, everything. All right, cool. This is great, guys. I, I see that you're not in here. <laughs> All right, peace, y'all. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell us who you think is going to be the best player out of this draft. And or what topics you want to hear about. Yeah, that's too. We love ideas. It's not, we're not against Yeah, anything. that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Let us know. Yep. All right, peace. Those. Not the peace sign. This is the peace sign. It's awkward. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Uh-huh. R.I.P. Kobe. Anymore? Just, I don't want to cut it off again. Last time was an asshole, and I cut it off. <laughs>